The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. Just two weeks to Winterval in Waterford City, Ireland's largest Christmas festival. Winterval welcomes 600,000 visitors over the course of its five weeks and that's more people that were at Electric Picnic, the Ploughing Championships or all together now. Trevor Darmody is the co-director of the Winterval Festival. He chatted to me during the festival's launch a few weeks ago and explained why this year is a special one. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go It is the 10th year of Winterval and Winterval has had some many great years but this year is going to be the best for sure. So there's a huge programme. It's the biggest programme ever. And of course I would say that, but it actually is, for real. Um, some of the favourites are back. So Waterford on Ice makes a return. That's a big one. Also, the Waterford Illuminates comes back. And we have the Waterford or the Winterville Cabin Market. Um, that'll be, those things are all in different locations and they used to be as well. So the, the light show is going to be in Arundel Square, which is much different location and we're actually building a kind of a tower slash castle to project onto so it'll give it an extra dimension to it so within this castle there'll be breathe there'll be smoke breathing out from it and and, uh, and fire and snow and all that kind of thing and um, the market is going to be down in the cultural quarter slash georgia street gladstone street and that's going to link into the Gartram Lane Crafts Market as well. So overall, there's going to be over 100 vendors in that market. So it's going to be the biggest market ever at Winterfield. Um, then you head up towards the other side of town, uh, Michael Street. Santa's going to be right out in the middle of the street. So um, it's called Santa's Central St- Station. And um, you move past that, then you've got Desha Medieval down on Michael Street and O'Keefe's Yard. Into Apple Market, a giant talking post box, a hall of mirrors, workshop shops for children. Up New Street, then, new locations, we've, uh, in association with uh, the Brothers of Charity, we're cleaning New Street Garden, getting the garden back up to spec for the public, and we're going to turn it into a fairy-like garden, so every corner and plant and shrub and tree is going to be lit, and um, within that garden, then, there's going to be shows, shadow puppetry shows by Ben Hennessy, which are going to be really beautiful, and at the top of that road, there's going to be a circus. So Circus Gerbola are going to do 56 shows over the course of... Wow, so you're going to be busy, aren't you? Yeah, and I've, that's only, I'm only listening to big stuff there. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's lots of free events running during Winterval. You can check them out at winterval.ie. One free event that is a staple of the festival is storytelling with Kitty Caboodle. It's in the book centre on John Roberts Square in the city centre and it runs on weekends from November 26. I'm Kitty Caboodle. I um, have been the Winterville storyteller for three years and of course then I haven't been telling my stories in Winterville. Now for, this is my third year. Uh, to go, I'll be back after th- a three year break. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. The first year I was in the top of uh, Reginald's Tower. Wonderfully atmospheric ve- venue. And I had, you know, audiences of all ages come in and uh, it, I, I just really enjoyed it because I, I suppose I hadn't had a long tradition of, of using my voice and spoken word. Uh, so it was really, you know, a wonderful tr- treat and novelty for me. And then I was delighted to come back in the second year I was in the Medieval Museum. So it was all tra- taking my cue from what was around me and, you know, telling the stories about, you know, the, the, the O'Driscoll pirates from Baltimore and then a couple of silly Christmas songs as well, you know. Um, a little boy came in last year and he said, I want to hear 
when Santa gets stuck up the chimney. I'd never, I'd never heard that song. And if I had, I'd forgotten it. And I had to go home and learn that. So for the rest of the season, when Santa got stuck up the chimney was in my, my set And that list. would be on your running order this that year That would be as well, definitely <laughs> on my running order this year. And it sounds like you really enjoy it, do you? It's, it just, it's such a thrill to engage with an, a family audience. So people come in and they come in from, you know, little people, they come in with their, their mammies and daddies, they come in with their granddaddies. And the granddaddy will sometimes come up the end and say, God, I really enjoy that, you know. And maybe, you know, I suppose some of my repertoire, you know, I used to do the, um, oh, on Madarina Rua. And, you know, there's people of a certain age kind of remember that from school. And, you know, their faces would light up just, at, you know, to hear something, maybe a snatch of a childhood memory. How you lovely. Know. And how long are the sessions usually and then? 30 minutes. And usually the, the stories, I have about three stories, but they're not very long stories. So three kind of short stories and then maybe three songs. And, it, you know, it doesn't, I vary it a little bit depending if I have a lot of very tiny people in front of me. You know, it might be slightly different, but mostly it, you know, has a, a Christmassy theme. So I'll be doing the kind of the Ren Boys song uh, and uh, I tell a little story about how the fox got his white tip of his tail but I won't tell you anymore Orly you're going to have to come to my gig Hey how's it going I'm John Grubb and I'm the co-director of the Winterville Festival this year We're surrounded by fairy lights there's a sleigh beside me that the mayor is sitting on and the kids are running around playing in the snow here it could be the 24th of December It really could Now you've got lots planned for Winterville so tell us a little bit about uh, some of those events the VR event for example is quite interesting The VR sleigh is fantastic and it's a really kind of modern addition to the festival it's going to be in the old Debenhams building in City Square I think everyone will remember that and uh, it's a sleigh everyone gets on you put on your headset the wind blows in your face and you join Santa on a journey through um, through the skies and lands at our favourite destination yeah. and some free events as well for kids and adults of course but some free workshops for kids absolutely well I, I think with Covid a lot of the mass gathering events couldn't happen over the last couple of years they're all back right and the, the biggest free event we have is the light show of course that's going to take place in Rundle Square it'll be fantastic um, but New Street Gardens another free event the Apple Market will be a free event zone so we will have a huge hall of mirrors there that will transport you to different European capitals we have a giant post box there which we recommend every kid gets in and it's express delivery straight to the North Pole but our post box this year is going to talk so come in and have a little chat with our post box we'll also have free workshops every Saturday, every Sunday in the Apple Market. So it's a real free family zone down there. Brilliant. So lots of planning for families who are coming to Waterford for the day. Where's the first stop for them to go to before they head to Waterford? Come into town to our information centre, right? So it's beside our giant carousel outside Pennies. And they'll direct you to all, no matter what the weather, no matter what, there's events there for you. I think um, now that it's run for 10 years, it's... Um, it's almost part of the fabric of Waterford. It's like this Brie festival, you know. Um, it's, it's a thing now. And uh, when you tell people Brie is coming, usually there's a smile on their face. And it's something to look forward to. Something to give a bit of hope coming into the dark nights, the, the, the winter, you know. It's nice to look forward to Winterfell. Um, it's, it's really special, I think, for families to have that to experience throughout uh, Christmas. But it's also great for, you know, the retail centre of the city, you know. The festival itself gives a big jolt to the economy. So on many levels, it's a really important festival. And I'm very uh, proud to be part of it. Sure, it's Christmas One a more
Ah, I'm totally in the Christmas mood now. That is Winter Val. Two weeks to go. It all kicks off from November 18th and runs until December 23rd. For details of all the events, you can check out winterval.ie. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. It is the first weekend of November. You are listening to The Sunday Grill here on Beat 102-103. And Roger O'Reilly is an illustrator and artist and he's creating posters in the style of the golden age of railway posters. The Irish poster store is based in Kilkenny and the man behind it is Roger O'Reilly who joins me on the Sunday Grill this morning to talk about his work and maybe give you a few ideas for presents for an upcoming yearly event that we really shouldn't be talking about in November. Should we, Roger? But everyone seems to be talking about Christmas. Well, once Halloween passes, it seems like Christmas has already started. I have to say, I've never seen anything (laughs) as the speed of it this year, though. Oh, yeah, I know. It's like, uh, it's amazing. amazing. Good for you, though, Um, Roger, I'd say, is it? It is. uh, Yeah, I mean, it's good that I suppose people are starting to think about uh, presents for Christmas now. It's it's actually a a fairly short uh, run up to Christmas. I mean, we forget that Christmas is mid-December. Yes. Uh, and it's upon us before we even know it. And so, I think uh, I think yeah. it's on a Sunday this year. So that kind of scuppers you with one weekend of celebrations and going out shopping. Exactly. So I think it's going to come in thick and fast. But as we said, that is good for people like you because you are the man behind Irish posters. And you're doing some <laughs> really lovely stuff. But you've had many careers before you started this business back in 2017. You worked as an illustrator, yeah. but also as a storyboard artist. Tell us what a storyboard artist does. So storyboard artist, mostly what I did was storyboards for advertising. So when, when somebody came up with a great idea for a new uh, type of uh, Guinness or a new car or whatever, um, I would board it out um, for the television ad so okay. the client could see what was going to happen. Um, and I did a couple of ones for, for movies as well. I did the, the first three series of Vikings. Um, that was a lot of fun, actually, uh, doing that. Um, okay, I was it. at the Game of Thrones studio tour recently and they have their storyboards uh-huh. up and they're really intricate. They're almost yeah. cartoons yeah. in their own right, aren't they? Yeah, oh, they're, they're wonderful work. Will Simpson is the guy who does most of their work and, and it's absolutely fabulous stuff. Um, I, I love his work. Wow, um, yeah, so yeah, art in yeah. itself. Now, you started yeah. Ireland Posters back in 2017. Why did you start this up? Well, I started it because I could see that, um, you know, the advertising uh, business was changing and um, and I wanted to kind of change what I was doing as well. Um, I'd, I'd, I suppose I'd had enough of it at that stage. Um, and I... I had always a real interest in posters and especially posters of the kind of the 1930s and 40s. Um, and so I first of all did one of Kilkenny and one of Drogheda, which is my hometown, um, just basically as presents for friends. And um, I got them printed up. And um, and then I said, you know, there could be something in this. So I went along to a couple of shops and they were quite happy to try them out. And so. Um, it all started from that. Good stuff. And you're based in Kilkenny yeah. now. So I'm based in Kilkenny now, yeah. Okay, good stuff. Um, I had a look at your website and I clicked on Wexford, being from County Wexford, and it includes ah, obviously the well-known beaches, but also some places that are a, a bit off the beaten track, like Clonus, for example, which is quite near where I live. How are you choosing these places? Um, it's it's kind of arbitrary. In fact, strangely enough, I just finished doing an escorty last night. Okay, um, and that's one on that not yet. a lot of people do. You know, you, when you see Wexford, you see Curraclough and Wexford Town and places. You don't necessarily see the Gories and the Enniscorthys. 
No, you don't. Um, and it's a pity because um, places like Enniscorty is absolutely fabulous mm, town. Gorgeous. Um, you know, and, and Gorey is gorgeous. In fact, I, I, another one I did was French's Pub in, in Oh, Gorey. very good. Yeah, that was um, made for your sort of posters, actually. It that has that real look to it. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, so so those those have yet to go up on the site. But yeah, bit by bit, I'm getting around the country. Um, I, as a kid, we always holidayed in Ireland. So I, I knew Ireland from one end of, of, of the country to the other. Um, and um, and so I've always kind of had a fascination with uh, with you know the the, the towns and mm. and um, villages around the country. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm as I'm as aware of the ones I haven't done as the ones I have. Okay, and have you a bucket list of ones that you want to do? I have indeed. Yes, I mean in in, in Waterford alone, I haven't done Lismore, I haven't done Tremor. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, there's, there's no end to it. And um, do you go to those places or are you relying on things that you're seeing online or is it better to be to there when you're doing when you're getting an idea? I, what to I do? like to. Yeah, I like to go there. Um, I rely on a mix of things of, you know, of, of, um, of photographic evidence, if you like, of photographs I take myself. I often take a sketchbook because you'll with a sketchbook, you'll um, you'll discover things that um, that others, others don't. But what I, what I endlessly find is that people are incredibly proud of where they come from um, yeah. and rightly so um, and one of the things they love is is when they go to somewhere else and, and, and it may be going abroad but it may actually just be moving from Donegal to Dublin they like to um, they like to let people know that they come from yeah, there yeah and bring that um, with them and bring that with them and that's something that I suppose informed my idea of these posters mm-hmm. is that this is something that you can put up in your your hallway or your kitchen to say this is where I come from you mm-hmm. know is there a bestseller um, there's a couple of ones, I suppose they would be the Kerry ones and okay. that's partly because of the tourist business. Yeah. Um, but what I find is that like, for instance, Kilkenny, the one of uh, the castle has sold really, really well. Um, Waterford, um, obviously Dunmore East and, and strangely enough, Dungarvan is incredibly popular. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, um, but, and and Hookhead down in Wexford, as, of course. as you can imagine. Yes, of course. Yeah. Now you have many collections. You have lighthouses, you have villages of Dublin, you have birds of Ireland as well. Not a seagull to be seen in your birds of Ireland, Roger. At the there moment. is. Oh, it's, is there good? As, 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 as we know, there's no such thing as a seagull. It's well, a true. herring gull. Oh, ah, okay. Poor old seagulls so get a herring, bad rap, don't the, they? They they always get a bad rap. Um, yeah, um, for stealing your chips or your ice cream. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I quite like them. I, I mean, I love seeing them following the boats um, out to sea. Um, you know, in the in the off chance that they'll get a, a little snack. Um, but I I actually did the birds during lockdown. Okay. And um, and what happened was I was sitting out in the garden and all the traffic noise had disappeared and I was going, what's all that noise in the background? <laughs> and I, it's the birds. It was just so loud. Oh, it was incredible. Yeah. Um, and I've always had an interest, I suppose, in the, the folklore that surrounds them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and so I started looking up a little bit about the folklore around the various birds, like blackbirds and and um, sparrowhawk and stuff like that. A lot of those would go back into old Irish, um, you know, mythology. Mm. But I suppose probably the most popular bird of the, of the lot, predictably enough, is the little robin. Of course, yeah. Um, and, and of course, he's perfect for Christmas as well yeah, because, lovely. you know, he very much represents that time of year. Lovely. And is there anything in particular that you like to paint rather than, you know, anything else? Like, is it hard to do birds compared to doing buildings or hard to do landscapes? Which do you prefer doing? 
Um, the birds, I had to take a different approach. At. I mm. wanted, I wanted to keep them quite simple. Um, and 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 the other thing is, I, I wanted to put in little uh, little lines about the birds. You know, little. Um, rhymes and stuff like that because mm, you have the um, black or the yeah the what you call a magpie you have their the poem in there and yeah, yeah yeah two for joy and so on um and some of some of them i wrote the um the, the poems in fact most of them ah, lovely. <laughs> wrote them. um and and what i did was i looked up the folklore and and you sort of like i remember for instance with my cousins my cousins had a farm in um templemore in county tipperary mm-hmm. and they when the when the um the the song thrush would come along they would always say that you know that if the song thrush set his uh, hedge or his nest up high it was good luck um whereas if he set his nest low down in the hedge it was bad luck and i was going why is that and, and they said well it's got to do with the fairies and i ah. go go on tell me tell me more um and it's got to do with when the when the song thrush would set his his nest down low, or her nest down low in the hedge their song would irritate the fairies Uh and the fairies would start causing mischief around the farm and sticking um, thorns into the back of cows and stuff like like this. The cows do to them. (laughs) Uh, Exactly. Um, And, but they'd cause mischief around the farm. And so, they would sort of say when 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 the nest is up high in the hedge, um, we won't have any mischief around the farm. Now they didn't particularly believe it, but it was one of those things that's part and parcel of. Yeah, and it's lovely to pass that on as well. And it's lovely to pass it on, mm. yeah. And and I just love that, you know, that sort of connection to to the land and to yeah. to. And our history and heritage and stories. Yeah, totally. Well, there is some good news if people are interested in um, buying some of your posters for presents or for themselves. You're doing buy one, get one free at the moment, aren't you? That's that's right. Yeah, we okay. can call it one for you, one for me under the Christmas tree. Oh, lovely! Uh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, so basically, when when you go on online and uh, and and buy a, a print, um, you'll be prompted just to fill in a, the name of a, another print that you'd like sent along with it, um, so you can treat yourself and get a print for a friend. Lovely. It is IrelandPosters.ie. You're in shops as well, that's though, it. Roger. Are you? I'm I'm in a couple of shops. I'm in uh, Isabel's down in in, in Dungarvan. Okay. Uh, I'm in uh, the Gift Horse in Kilkenny, and uh, a couple of other shops in the area. But um, but the full range is available on IrelandPosters.ie. Yeah, do check That's it out. It's IrelandPosters.ie. I think you'll recognise uh, Roger's work straight away and the style that he's illustrating the various parts of the southeast and beyond, from pubs to birds to villages. It's gorgeous, Roger. And thanks a million for joining me this morning. Thanks, Orla. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. Wexford Town is aiming to have the first entirely roofed street in the country. We're going to hear more about it. It's the idea that brothers Anthony and Colm Neville have devised and it's centred around their property, the Crown Bar, that you might know if you know Wexford Town. And um, It's called the Crown Quarter. It launches on November 10th, so that is this coming Thursday, if I'm right, and Colm Neville joins me this morning to tell us more. You're very welcome, Colm. Thanks for having me, Orla. Exciting times. Absolutely. Yeah, we're very excited indeed. Um, and I suppose uh, one thing I might clarify is uh, we're, we're, we're very excited about the roof coming. It probably wasn't <laughs> necessarily Anthony and my own uh, um, um, Idea. brainwave okay. or, or, or brainchild yeah. originally in so much as it's been going around for a while as a possibility. But I guess we, 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 we brought a a solution to the table that was uh, feasible or economical and then thankfully with the uh, outdoor grants uh, scheme that was uh, abound during COVID in mm-hmm. the 2021 Fall Ireland granted the County Council 
a substantial fund, I think €228,000, to try and help make it happen. So, uh, in, in truth, it's the council that's doing it. Uh-huh. We're certainly part of making sure it's happening. Yeah. We're delighted and excited that it's coming, and uh, I think it will be a, a, major, ma- a major major benefit for okay. the people, really, of no, Wexford and people visiting. Totally, because it is that whole idea of Ireland to be gorgeous if you had a roof on it. Because, like, even this week we have seen the weather has meant that you couldn't even go outside, could you? Absolutely. No, it gives that degree of certainty to it, at least, that even in the winter months, and obviously we can we can put out our heaters and everything else, but usually we can't give enough shelter. And obviously uh, premises do a good job with smoking areas and with canopies and stuff as best they can. But to have an entire street where there's five or, five or six bars and a number of food outlets coming out onto it, it just gives a whole new dimension of being able to securely um, agree to meet someone on your Friday or Saturday evening and know you're not going to get rained off, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Now, um, you and your brother are originally from uh, Wexford itself, but just explain for people who aren't from Wexford and don't know Wexford Town that well, where the crown is, what the crown is, how it started off. Yeah, so... um, I want I, I want a test to being around back in uh, back in eighteen forty six okay. when it first opened as an inn. Would you believe? But anyway, in more recent times, it's been a popular bar even long before we would have uh, owned it back back in the noughties. Um, and um, it's it's been in the Kelly family for years prior to um, more recently. Sean Salmon would have been running it. And um, in the in, in in the times that we we met then in the crash and whatnot else. It, it, it fell on hard times and it remained closed for a few years. And um, it, myself and Anthony had been aware of the Crown, indeed, mm-hmm. had spent uh, met, met many a fond evening there. Okay. And, um, and uh, we were delighted to be able to um, purchase it and um, renovate it and bring it back to life. And we reopened the Crown as people would, would mainly know it by, at, as it is at the minute, um, in its current form back in 2015, okay. uh, August of 2015. So would it have been um, your venue of choice then when you were like in your early 20s? Kind of yeah, thing? would it have been definitely the there'd been to? one or two around Wexford when, <laughs> when we'd have been trying to cause trouble. Uh, uh, we'd, we'd, it would be one of the places that we, we'd, okay. we'd have spent some time. It knows yeah, all indeed, your secrets, indeed. does it, Gollum? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Those walls could talk indeed. <laughs> so we it, don't want to hear what no, got to say, we, we won't ask them, don't worry. So no, is, is the street then kind of made for a roof? It's a narrow enough street, isn't it? Or? So it's a, na- it's a narrow enough street. It goes from about 7.58 metres wide at one end back up to 5.5. So yes, it's quite, you know, it's I suppose like any of the older medieval towns. It would have narrow, n- narrow streets like that. So yeah, it absolutely is made for mm-hmm. that. But I suppose the unique bit about Monk Street is that there would have been um, it would have been the, the Crown, uh, T. Morris's, Maggie Mays. There's three. There, there would be three of the more popular bars, and indeed um, Lock and Key also, um, and uh, Sam Laffin's place would have all been. There's five different um, um, public houses, all come, all fronting onto this uh, short street. Is no more. It's on a 70, 75 meters long street. So. It had the it had if you like the hospital it had a hospitality centre or core to it anyway. But of course, like any of our old streets and all the rest, the the paving was up and down and the footpaths were narrow and um, there w- the, it was open to cars to travel on and it wasn't always uh, conducive to the kind of outdoor experience, I guess. Okay. And yeah. in fairness, the council then and took the took the initiative 
to go ahead and pedestrianise it. Mm-hmm. Um, they've uh, they've granite paved the entire street, just finished there, just Lovely. coinciding with the opera on the 21st of, of this month. Uh-huh. And I suppose that's why we're officially launching now. We've, we've reopened the constituent parts that we have of Crown Quarter over mm-hmm. the last six months since... Uh, June of this year when the bedrooms first were finished mm-hmm. um, and um, the, the our entire project now takes up about 90% of one side of the street and uh, and then the uh, the street paving being finished really gives it a natural launch period time mm-hmm. of, of around about now and so that's why we're really inviting everyone to come along and see what we have and in and in a lot of ways where it's really a, a thank you to those that have helped us try to make it happen as well. Okay. So launching this Thursday, what people can do there, they can stay there. As you said, there's a hotel there and um, yeah. they can eat there. They can have a coffee there. So there's lots of sure. different things you can do. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, the, the the four houses beside the Crown Bar were very derelict. It was run down. They were boarded up. No one living in them. And um, really, you know, um, uh, moving more and more into a squalor sort of area. We were delighted to be able to pick up those four houses. They're tiny houses. They're not a bit. They weren't a big footprint or anything in them. But we were delighted to be able to uh, pick up those houses and re re reimagine that entire um, area to be able to put a, a brand new restaurant, twenty six bedrooms overhead. Uh, they're not your typical hotel bedroom. They're not the traditional. Uh, same old, same, I suppose, bedrooms. They're, they're, they're a bit quirky, a little bit of fun attached to them, mood lighting throughout them all, different designs through the different rooms, and they're generally being received incredibly well. Lovely. So, yeah, the 26 bedrooms, they opened in June, and then below them is a new restaurant, Jasper's Restaurant, um, which, again, has a, has a very unique design and uh, feel to it and again the public seems to be very much enjoying the atmosphere there Brilliant, so there's a good suggestion I, I keep saying to people and warning people that I'm going to be talking a lot about Christmas today Colm and I think that might be a yeah. good suggestion for people who are not necessarily from County Wexford and like to do a weekend away or something like that um, It's probably sure, the best ab- website would be the Crown Quarter for people to go on Crown to Crown Quarter, it? absolutely okay. and whether it be a Christmas gift for those locally as in a, as, as whether it's a meal out for Mm. friends or parents or, or the like in, in, in either Jasper's because as well as Jasper's in Crown Quarter obviously the Crown Bar has been doing food and drink since 2015 mm-hmm. and is very popular for food and drink generally and would be very well known as being a popular late night Saturday night late night bar so if you're looking for uh, an early night in and sleeping overhead of that that might be what you want but if you're wanting a vibrant night out and then to be able to put your head down Crown, the bedrooms are a good a good option there, um, and, you know as well as the the most recent additions that we've that we've added has been uh, a separate bar, Kitty's okay. Bar, which is a, a a kind of a traditional bar as opposed to necessarily a um, either a music it's not a music venue mm. and it's not a sports bar. It does have a couple of TVs for the very big games, but generally the TVs are not on. Lovely. background music is tra- traditional. Being able right. to meet it's up like with a some snow friends, almost. yeah, um, and 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 the the brew burger is attached to that, which is, um, 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 if you like, um, 
burgers, burgers by uh, uh, coffee by morning and uh, by day and burgers by night. Okay, I, you're I, speaking I, I, my I'm language there, Colm. Good stuff. Well, yeah. that <laughs> is crownporter.com if you want to check it out. It's easy mm. to find in Wexford Town as well if you're heading into the town. If you just search the, the crown even on your Google Maps, yeah. you'll find it. But it's a, along by the keys there, isn't it? You can park Absolutely. And in, that's right. And, uh, and, 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 and Crown Live is, is the one that's fronting out to the street, which is part of Crown Quarter okay. as well. And where we've got the live venue there, we'd have bands like Wallace Bird or Damien Dempsey and then a lot of traditional uh, tribute bands like Queen are coming and That's tribute tough. bands to Bon Jovi, Metallica, Brilliant. whatever your taste is generally there on the website as Brilliant, well. Brilliant, Colin. Live. Well, best of luck with it. Thanks very much, Arla. Much appreciated. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. Beat 102-103 of a Sunday morning. You are listening to the Sunday Grill. And you know, if you work in a radio station and you're the star of a play, you have every right to come in and talk to the talk show host about your experience. And the man who is experiencing that is the head of news here on Beat 102 and 03, Mr. Dean Egan. Hello. Hello. Good morning. I think, uh, is oh, this you're too... very uh, bright and breezy for oh, a Sunday morning. Sorry, sorry. Very excited, Orla. <laughs> is this um, is this two weeks in a row I've been on the grill or did we have a week in oh, the middle? Oh, you did TV tips last week. No, it's two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. Yeah. Well, on with the host with the most. Here we are. Woohoo! How are you today? Very good. How are you? I'm not too bad at all. You Tipping survived away. the clocks going back? Yeah. Funny enough, it didn't really have much of an effect. No, me neither for some reason. Usually it does. Have you also survived this weird vibe that's going on at the moment where the minute Halloween ended, people started talking about Christmas? When I, did that happen? That happened. Halloween was what? On Monday night? Mariah Carey put out a video yeah. on Monday night saying she was defrosting. Everyone shared it. And now it seems to be the thing. It, now, look, I'm going to do a thing on Winterville later. So yeah, I am just... Of course, of course. I will be but doing that. But that it's was, a weird one. I, I know what happened this week in terms of Mariah. But I mean, when did it become a thing that we talked about Christmas the minute Halloween ended? I honestly think... This year is when this It started. is a first, isn't it? It is a first. And I think Mariah has a lot to answer for. Yeah. And now there's this new kind of TikTok thing going around where people are dressed up in their Halloween costumes. Oh, and then and they, they transition. lie down and they transition. You Anything know? for the social media. Anything for the numbers, eh, Dean? Anyway, you are here for your numbers, but in very different guise. It is all about bums on seats in it County is. Carlo, where you are going to... Be t- tell us how this all started. What's the name of the play? So the play is called Wake in the West okay. okay, and it's by Michael J. Ginley and I suppose the, the name of the play kind of gives it away that the, the entire thing is set around a wake. Okay. So we're thinking now it's like 1970s west of Ireland um, the, the man has died and all of the play is I suppose set around the fact that his wake is ongoing um, and neighbours are in and out and you know how it was back in the day the mm-hmm. the, the the corpse was put into the sitting room or the mm-hmm. kitchen of the house and, and people came in their droves to pay their respects. Okay. And essentially that's what this is. But obviously it it is a comedy, okay. which means there are elements of the, the story that I suppose you couldn't predict. And obviously I won't give them away because that would ruin it for anybody who wants to come and see it. But um, it, it's very funny, if I do say so myself. Um, it's very interesting. There's quite a few one-liners that I suppose you know when you're rehearsing for a play. Like I, I we're doing this. We start in October twenty-one. Okay. Um, but because we had uh, COVID surge and like it's hard to believe that that's mm-hmm. almost a year ago, mm-hmm. over a year ago, we had a COVID surge and we kind of put put the pause button on it for a little while and then we went back at it. So. 
We've been doing it for about 12 months on and off and every week, even up to this week's rehearsals, I can't get through without laughing at the people on stage Brilliant. because they're so good. Now, I don't, obviously, I'm so professional. I don't laugh when I'm on the stage, <laughs> but I don't appear in act one. And every everyone's all you can hear is me laughing behind the stage because it's just so funny. Who do you play in this? So I play Martin. Okay, so it's my dad who is the corpse. Okay. I've been living in America. And your dad has, has a like of the drink, doesn't he? He is. Okay. He's fond of a drop, okay. right? Or he was, God, God rest his soul. Mm-hmm. He was fond of a drop. So I moved to America five years ago. Um, and you'll kind of discover during the play that there was some issues between myself and himself. And maybe that's why I left the country and went to America. So five years I've been in the States. Dad dies, so it's a big rush to get me home from the States so that I can be there for um, the funeral uh, and everything else that comes with that. So I come back from America, a little bit of a love interest back in Sligo, West Ireland. I say Sligo, I'm not quite sure. I think it's Sligo. Um, I come back, a little bit of an old flame, shall we say, that might have been doing the rounds five years ago. Right. Like uh, a chiclet. Yeah. And then we kind of have to see where that's going to go. Okay. Um, is, Is the spark still there? Can the spark be reignited? Who knows? And what drama group are you doing this with? So it's the big three players. So they were initially founded in uh, Old Lachlan, Lachlan Bridge in County Carlow. Um, And yeah, this is my first year involved. And this is actually my first time on stage. No. Believe it or not. Okay. Yeah. So I it's like a, to do this then. It's it's a brand new experience for me. But basically family. So lots of my family are in the play and okay. it was kind of one of those things of we're doing a play. Would you be interested? And I thought, yeah, you know what? I will. I, I'll give it a go. And you see, initially I was cast as the doctor okay. in the play and the doctor had about 10 lines in the whole play. And it was a small part. And, and I did you give out. you astounded them with yeah, your talent, did I you? I did give out that I only had 10 lines in the play. So I kind of manifested the part that I got because, <laughs> unfortunately, the irony of this, the, the person who was cast to play Martin, okay. his work took him to America. Oh. So he couldn't commit to the play. It's like go. the irony that I'm coming back from America and he's now no, gone to America know. in real life to work. So, yeah, I got promoted, if we'll say that, to, to the part of Martin. And that's what I'm doing. So there's nine of us in the cast. And is it a lot of it is a lot of commitment, but you see, the the thing is, because it's stretching over twelve months, which wouldn't be which the it norm. Be, yeah, it feels like it's never ending. And how often do you rehearse? So we rehearse, it varies between two and three times a week. We did a couple of Sundays just to kind of, you know, because initially we we don't have a a venue as such where we rehearse as a group. So we kind of hop from local schools and halls. Mm -hmm. So we didn't have a set as such. We just kind of had props and we were kind of, you know, finding our footing on the stage or whatever. But in the last couple of weeks, we've got a full set. It's set up in Thomastown in County Kilkenny where we launch on Friday night. Okay. Um, so we've been going there. We've been doing dress rehearsals. We've been run-throughs week after week after week. And I suppose now it's just about the, the fine-tuning. We've two rehearsals left until we go on stage on Friday night. Wow. So they're very much dress rehearsals. So this is like your year-long whale-talked experience almost yeah. will be over soon. It'll be over soon. What are you yeah. going to do with yourself? And, yeah, that's the thing. Like everybody's like, you know, oh, rehearsal tonight, rehearsal tonight. But when we get there, it's so much crack and you have yeah. such a laugh yeah. and you're involved in this big crew of people who are all thrown together. Do you know what I mean? In For the amateur dramatics. And it's like, yeah, when we finish now at the end of the month, where what am I going to do with my Monday, Wednesday and Friday evenings? You're going to have yourself another play to get involved in, aren't you? Yeah. Is this your thing now, do you think? 
Um, yeah, you know, people say you get bitten by the bug. Mm. I think, yeah, I've been bitten by the bug. Now, ask me again when it's all over. Mm. And, you know, if we were talking this time next week, I might say to you, I'm never doing it again because mm. we've had two nights and it's been horrendous. But I don't think it will happen. But yeah, there's nine of us in the cast. Uh, our director is a guy called Tony Murray. He's from Burris and County Carlo. Such a good director. So, you know, the group, the act, the group itself are just phenomenal. Like we have Frances Sweeney from Coon, who's just a phenomenal actress. She's playing my godmother in the play. Then, you know, we have Anne Kelly from Burris, who is another fantastic actress. Then you have myself, Amory Meany, who's also from Bagnestown, first time to do it. Um, my granddad is playing the priest, oh, Michael Lee. So Lakes. it is truly a family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My Not uncle James is playing the doctor. Okay. My cousin Avril is playing Joan. Uh, my uncle Martin is playing Barney so it very much is yeah like I'll say it because everyone else will say it it's a bit of a, a Lakes family affair but you know what we're all there and we're all willing oh, and that's, that, brilliant. that's the important thing and it sounds thing. like all of Carlo is represented most towns and villages in Carlo represented in the cast and crew of Awake in the West this Friday night where is the venue for these yeah, few nights so we launch this Friday night which is the 11th of November so we're on Friday Saturday and Sunday it's in Thomastown it's in the hall in Thomastown fantastic venue lovely uh, tickets 10 euro on the, door. on the door get there early if you want a good seat okay. and then at the end of the month on the 26th and 27th which is a Saturday and Sunday night I think we're in the presentation de la Salle in Bagnallstown same thing 10 euro ticket turn up on the night and, and pay on the door lovely well break legs to everyone Awake Thank in you. the West uh, Thomastown Hall 10 euro this coming Friday Saturday and Sunday and then it heads to the Prez uh, de la Salle's presentation in Bagnallstown yeah. on the 26th and 27th Dean watch out for our Dean as well are you doing an accent or, with it? or since everyone's from oh, Carlo it doesn't matter right. does it wait oh. ha- have we time to tell you a quick Go story for it. so allegedly I have a twang right an American twang you have? Yeah. Not true. Not, no, not, I mean, my character. Oh! Sorry. Martin. Not, not Dean Egan. Dean Egan Ma- definitely Healy doesn't have an American twang. has an American twang. twang. Oh, give so us a go of it there. I need to, yeah, I need to, it, it is taking a little bit of work, which is worrying on, because we're it. five days away from launch. But kind it, of a... Yeah, it's just things like God damn yeah. and, and the water. doctor. Yeah. And, you know, um, there's uh, branches. Yeah. And, you know, just kind yeah. of words that you Sound can like make American. like you're from American. Wexford. Brilliant. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> I'm Thanks not from Wexford, 18 euro. <laughs> 18 euro. <laughs> See you later. Bye. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. Beat 102-103, you are listening to The Sunday Grill. Let's talk movies. And I really look the, like the look of this week's movie. Yeah. But what does Brian think? That's all that matters. It's called Bros. Although I looked up Bros, babe. Because you text me. Oh, say, what, what movie did you look What I watch? Yeah, and I was like, what is Bros, babe? So I googled... Bros, babe. But no, <laughs> it's just bros. That gives an insight into our WhatsApp conversations. Yes. <laughs> Normally it's like, it's a WhatsApp, it's a it's a voice message from Orla. Yeah. What are you doing <laughs> this week? And then it's just me, bros, babe. And then Orla Googles bros, babe. Yeah. It's like, there's no movie about that. It's all so confusing. Well, anyway, bros is a comedy romance about a neurotic podcast host. Everyone's a podcast host. They, who doesn't want to have a serious relationship, you know the score. He meets someone. Uh, let's have a listen to bros. And then our main bro, Brian. <laughs> See what I did there? I did. Loved it. Yeah, loved it. Tell us. He'll tell us what he thought. Hey, guys. It's Bobby Lieber coming to you from the future home of the LGBTQ plus museum. Everyone is really excited and totally getting along. This happens to be Bisexual Awareness Week and no one has acknowledged it. Lesbian history, 
month was in March. Nobody said a goddamn thing. Of course, lesbians get a month and we get a week. So what's happening? Didn't you guys have an announcement? This is a little unexpected, but we are in a thruple situation. Yeah. You're in a thruple? Let me tell you what's progressive now. Being alone. I love my life. I love my freedom. I love my independence. That's kind of sad. That I don't want to be in a thruple. I don't even want to be in a couple. Freedom. You get the gist. This looks like so much fun. And it's really nice to see a comedy about two men falling in love. Yeah, well. because it's the first major gay rom-com from a motion, motion, major motion studio. I love I think. to see it. Now, I didn't really recognise people in this. I recognised the love interest, Luke McFarlane. He was so familiar. I had to look him up. Um, he was in a series that I used to love called Brothers and Sisters. Okay, I've never, never seen it. In it. He was Lisa a completely Flunkart. new guy to me. Too, okay, funny. but I... One of the characters, uh, the actors in it is just someone I love. It's Bowen Yang. He's one of the writers from Saturday Night Live. Yeah. One of the actors in it as well. He's also in a comedy series that I think you would love. It's oh, called Aquafina really? uh, is Nora from oh, Queens. I've seen, yeah, I've seen, I've heard of Aquafina. Like, I know Aquafina. I, I think she's Aquafina. great. I've never actually seen her store on her show though. Okay, you so need I to watch give it a go. Okay. Nora from Queens is a Brian Griffin comedy series. Is it Frank, yeah. Frank Griffin? Yeah, I, I compare it to um, Community in part. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think you'll That's like pretty it. high, because there is a character from Community in this as well now. Oh, is there? Jim Rash, who plays the Dean in Community, oh, is in okay. this. Oh, okay. I'm going to Google Jim Rash. I got quite excited, because I think he's hilarious okay, in Community. Okay, good stuff. But All right, tell us about Bros. So oh, yes, I recognise him. Bros, Billy Eichner is the main, we never even talked about the main guy. Billy Eichner is oh, the yeah. main guy. Probably most famous for, I think for me, any Billy on the street, but he was in The Lion King. He was Timon in The New Lion King as well, so if you recognize him from there. Okay. But uh, he he's basically this po gay podcast host who can't find love, and he's kind of saying that maybe the idea of it is kind of kind of stupid, like the way, like the romance culture is kind of dead, and for especially for gay men. like. And it's one of these things where you step into somebody else's shoes, and he, it's funny because in it he talks about like how he wrote a, wrote a film, and, like, and they wanted it to be kind of like, more more gay about like how he they weren't recognized as coming out or whatever okay. and like for me from seeing all these movies like you see like gay characters are never given a proper story it's always about how people don't like they have to come out to somebody mm. or there's something about like AIDS or something mm. you know and to just have a just a it's normal run of the mill story yeah and it's yeah. it's it's not just a straight rom-com made gay, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. And because I know Billy Eichner is kind of the guy behind this, he wrote it as well. So okay. he was adamant that he wants to full gay cast because that doesn't happen, like you know. Okay. So that is that is what has happened. So here, all though. the actors are I think members of the LGBT plus community. In in some in some regards, okay. like yeah. So I I think the majority of them are anyway. Like I think Deborah Messing's in there as well because she was Grace and Will and Grace. Oh, and of course. It's like she's the an icon. gay icon. Yeah. Like, yeah. But she's she's actually quite funny. She's only in it for a few scenes, but she's really funny. In it. Okay. Um, is it a straight run? Come, oh, pardon the pun. Is it? A, you know, you're, <laughs> you're, you're straight. No, I just said it's not. <laughs> You're a straight run-of-the-mill rom-com couple. He says he doesn't want to meet someone, bumps into someone. They shouldn't hook up. They do. It it is it is, but it's it's complete in a way I've never seen it before. Do you know? It's okay. like it's a complete like it's the. Do you remember when Crazy Rich Asians came out and yes. everyone was like, "Oh my god, this is crazy!" But it's it's great because it's like just a great movie that Asian yeah. Asian cast. Yeah, I think this is just a great movie with a gay cast. Okay. I don't I don't want it to be one of those things like, "Oh, it's a gay movie." Do you know what I mean? But it is, but it isn't. But uh, it's it's it it goes way more into kind of like 
normal run of the mill life. It feels very real. It feels like he just wrote down what happens day to day for him, right. like you know. And it's very, very funny. And there's lots of side characters. There seems to be. So there's there a lots lot. of side stories going on, or are they just moving his story along? Yeah. Well, there's see, there's there's a great thing because he's opening up a museum as well about mm. the LGBTQ. Oh yes. Plus, like just kind of their history, and there's always these meetings with like one representative from each. So everybody's represented, and the history they do a lot of like the people who have come before, uh-huh. like the unrecognized heroes of it, which I think is lovely because mm-hmm. it's not just like we get the chance to do this we do this and we're going to do a great really funny movie but we're also going to pay respect to the people who don't get enough recognition okay. and I thought it was really well done because it's so subtly done so you're learning a bit within it as well yeah mm-hmm. and it's 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 interesting and it's like I just feel like there was so much respect shown and I don't know I, I, I go on about this a good bit but I love when there's like proper respect shown yeah. to like the things that they're making the movie yeah. about like you know yeah. so it, I there's thought no it was just mean girl stuff going on no they're not like oh this is done like this our time to shine it's like we're we're making the most of this opportunity by thanking everything that's oh, come before us, you know. Okay. So it's it's I think it's really well done. I think it really really such a funny movie, like. Okay, brilliant. So good wholesome movie, would you say? Although I, I watched a lot of the trailer and I was like, oh, I can't include that. It's it's wholesome in a sense, but it's not family friendly. Okay. Let's say. <laughs> yeah, I kind of got that from the trailer. There's there's scenes in it, and they they take the the rom com kind of format, and it, it's just. So like they're so funny like okay. the the way they like they might say goodbye to each other but the way they do is like I've literally like you'd never see it you'd okay. never you'd never see it but they do reference other rom coms and stuff as well and it's I don't know I think it was it was right up my alley to be fair you know what I'm gonna say you want to go see it I but you're not gonna go, go see, see it. it have you seen Banshees yet no or la I know. You try to get a minute out of my day, Brian. Fair and enough. It, it's quite difficult. Anyway, fado, fado. Uh, let's give it some black puddings, please. I So I went with two of my friends. They both gave it eight. And oh. I, I would give it a nine. Lovely. Do you know what? I love that. I love a universal movie that no one has an issue with, that everyone comes out loving it. Yeah. Like yeah? everyone, like we were all laughing for like for sure during it and we all, we really just enjoyed it. It's, it's such a fun movie. Like. Okay, brilliant. It's called Bros. Not bros, babe, as I thought. <laughs> Just bros. Um, nine black puddings out of ten from our Brian. Um, is it nearly time to watch The Whale and review The Whale? I actually saw it on the December. Daily Mail online recently, so that makes me think it's coming oh, out Oh, maybe soon. sooner. Yeah, we'll have a look. Yeah, But in the meantime, let's live in the moment. Bros yeah. looks brilliant. Head to the cinema. We just want cinemas to be here forever. And I say that about myself as well. It's time for me to go to yeah, the cinema. Yeah, I'd be too. going. Yeah, you'd be going. Would you go a second time to, to bros? Do you know what? I I'm I don't know if I go see it in the second time in the cinema, but I definitely watch it second time when You'd it comes. You'd be delighted to see comes, it. Yeah, I would hundred percent throw it on some night. Like, okay, you know? brilliant. That is bros. It's out now, and Brian is away now. Thanks a million. No bother. See you. The Sunday Grill on Beat One Hundred Two One Hundred Three.